Welcome back from me, Tim Cable, to the Real Madrid podcast. Now, coming up today, we'll take a look back at the reaction to the weekend draw in the Madrid derby. We'll look ahead to the Champions League meeting with Brugge, and we'll round up all of the latest transfer rumours and speculation. Now, don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes of this podcast via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com. Or you can find us on iTunes, Google Alexa, Stitcher and Spotify to name just a few of the platforms. Well, meeting number 194 wasn't quite a classic. It produced the 47th draw, the 10th nil-nil. Four of those, incidentally, have come since April of 2015. That was gutsy. There was plenty of hard work and endeavour. But what they missed most was a significant goal threat on the day. But it is now 229 minutes without conceding a goal. And that was a source of great pride for the coach Zidane. Now, Hazard bore the brunt of any criticism for what was deemed to be another anonymous performance. What about Zidane's view on his players and the performance then on the day? He said, I think we deserve more than the draw, but I must congratulate my players yet again. We missed a cutting edge up front, but the effort was high, but we must create more. On Eden Hazard, he said, I don't think he has much to worry about. It will come in time. He's not lacking an awful lot. He's done a good job here today. He hasn't had a great amount of opportunity to do what he wants to do, but uh, you must highlight the work that he has done here today. On the fact that it is 229 minutes since they last conceded a goal, he said, this, for me, is the most important thing of all. We defend as a team. We must continue on this line. It's not only the intensity, but it's all of our strength together as a team. On Gareth Bale, who continues to show great application in his performances this season, he said Gareth is doing very well. Above all, he helps a lot defensively and it shows the team looked very comfortable when we all defend. What about the captain's view then, Sergio Ramos? He said these matches with Atletico are very physical. It is about the most difficult place we come to every season. It's always difficult to create chances because they leave so very few spaces in which we can play. Uh, Thibaut Courtois also appeared after match to respond to some of the criticisms aimed at him of late and he dismissed all of the critique. He said, it simply doesn't affect me. I analyse my matches with people who know football. I speak with my coaches and my teammates. Now, there were some who were disappointed that there was no Rodrigo on display at the Metropolitano, and maybe his inspiration was just what they lacked on the day. He was with the Castilla team, where days after scoring on his debut against Osasuna, he produced another piece of individual mastery that had Raul purring. Afterwards, he was in raptures. He has everything, he said, this boy. Zidane, though, reminded uh, everybody that he was going to be remaining very conservative with the way that they use Rodrigo. He said, I'm glad of what happened the other day against Osasuna, but he, that is Rodrigo, knows that we will progress slowly. Problem, of course, that Zidane will have is that as long as he continues to produce eye-catching moments, the clamour to have him in the first-team squad at least will only grow. Now, the next few days will also be very tense for Zidane and in particular Sergio Ramos as they wait to see if sanctions are to be brought against Ramos 
over the on-field comments that he made to a match official, which were clearly picked up. And if he does get sanctioned, he could miss up to three games and suffer a significant fine. Right, let's take a look at some of the numbers from the game. Madrid have the majority possession at 55.8%, creating 14 chances overall to Atletico's 7. Three of Madrid's chances were on target, only one for Atletico. In fact, Madrid's possession never dipped below 54.9% in any quarter of the game. Seven corners they won, 14 fouls conceded, two yellow cards on the day and a pass completion ratio, sitting close to the season average at 87%. Only three runs or dribbles past opponents today, but 81% of tackles won to 61% for Atletico. What about individually? Well, Cruz stats again highlight somebody who feels he needs to remind everybody of the quality that he does possess. As usual, he had the most touches of any Madrid player, executing uh, just under 30% more completed passes than any other player out there today. He had the most shots on goal as well, believe it or not, with three and the most on target with two. He had nine duels throughout the course of the 90 minutes, winning five. Only Ramos and Varane had more. And he won possession back, along with Valverde, more times than any other player out there as well. Elsewhere, Gareth Bale, as we said, continues to put on a visible effort. End product, though, is still lacking a bit. All three shots were off target today. He did swing in eight crosses, uh, got involved in 12 duels, one-on-ones, but did only win three. Uh, and as well today, he did lose possession out there 23 times and had the ball taken off of him on four occasions, both more than any other player. Time then now to turn our attentions to the Champions League. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, the morning headlines as Madrid prepared to take on PSG in Paris read, The King of Europe Returns. What happened next, of course, was a salient reminder to all of the quality that exists in Europe's elite. And that gets the return from Icardi. There's Di Maria! That's a superb finish! Automatic instinct to poke the ball home, to beat Thibaut Courtois, and to give PSG the advantage. Yes, throw for PSG. I think the home side will be pretty satisfied the way things have gone since they're up to scoring. Here's Jay, finding Di Maria! He's done it again! Even better than his first strike! Slotting it through, and Bernat returns the ball for Mounier to finish the job. You go, I go, you go, we make it 3-0. Brilliant job done between them. 
Well, this week then, it is Brugge from Belgium. It's the 21st meeting between Real Madrid and a team from Belgium. They've won 10, drawn 3, lost 7. This will be the third meeting with Brugge. The Belgians, believe it or not, have a positive record against Real Madrid. Drawing here in Spain back in October of 77, 0-0. That was a time when Milan Miljanic's team that included the great Paul Breitner couldn't break down Ernst Happel's team. Now, they did even... Even worse in Belgium when Ulrich Lefebvre and an own goal from Benito Rubinad led to Real Madrid being knocked out at the Jan Bredel Stadium. Now they went out in the next round to eventual losing finals. Actually, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who were then beaten by Liverpool in the final. Uh, overall, they've met five Belgian teams, Brugge, Standard Liège and Anderlecht. They've all beaten Real Madrid, Standard, the only Belgian team ever to have beaten them at home. And that was 50 years ago this year when they were again knocked out. René Haas' team uh, masterminded that famous victory over Miguel Munoz. Remember, he'd won two European Cups as well in a highly decorated career, which included an Intercontinental Cup win, three Spanish Cups and nine La Ligas. In recent times, though, Madrid have found it a little more comfortable against Belgian opposition. They've won the last four at home to Belgian teams, scoring 20 goals and conceding just three. So what about this Brugge team these days? Currently, they lead the Belgian league. Uh, Philippe Clement, who spent 10 years there as a player from 1999 to 2009 after he moved from Coventry City, played 254 games there, scoring 39 goals. He's the coach. Uh, they're unbeaten in 13 games this season. They've got clean sheets in eight of them. They've scored 28 goals in the process. Uh, this week, they beat Mechelen by five goals to nil away from home. What about Champions League form? Well, Madrid, we know, have lost two of the last three Champions League games. Brugge on paper. No easy proposition this. They are unbeaten in the last nine Champions League games if you add in the qualifiers. Brugge, remember, still the only team from Belgium to have reached a European Cup final when they lost to Liverpool back in 78. Now then, who should we look out for tomorrow? Here's uh, a few players that you may not know. Uh, Vaniken has had his best ever goal-scoring season, uh, 14 goals last season. That was from midfield as well. This season, he's carried that forward as well. Uh, four goals in eight this season. Copen uh, Diata, 20-year-old Senegalese international in his third season here. Three goals in the last four games for him. Nigerian forward David Okereke has had four seasons in Italy. He was with the Spezia. He had a loan at Cosenza. Uh, he's new this season. He got four goals in his first four games. He's due a goal or two, though. He's not scored since the 10th of August. Now, the key man for setting up goals is Ruud Vorma. He's had seven assists so far this season. And he was so good, actually, and consistent in the last 18 months or so. He's picked up four Dutch caps. He's 31 years of age now. This is sixth season at the club. He's played 181 games and scored 42 goals. Former Feyenoord Roda and Alkmaar player. And he will be key if he starts tomorrow. And finally today, let's take a look at some of the rumours and speculation around the press and the media. First on the rumour front, Isco's future very much away from the club these days. Interest now in the Spanish-born midfielder Suso 
He's currently with Milan. His name was linked in the summer. That has resurfaced once again. Uh, the player once on Liverpool's books has played in Spain for only one season when he was on loan with Almeria back in 2013-14. He's played 115 games with Milan. He scored 20 goals since his debut. Now, Paul Pogba is still making news. Uh, not though for his on-field performances. Italian media have been reporting that uh, any attempts to extend his contract will be rebuffed unless... United are willing to pay him 31 million euro per season, which, if true, appears to be just pushing him closer to the exit door. Wolverhampton Wanderers have had scats out watching Martin Odegaard over the last couple of weeks and Sothia Dad as he's continued his impressive early season form. The 20-year-old Norwegian who was bought by Real Madrid back in 2014, has only ever appeared once for the Madrid club. He spent the previous two seasons on loan in Netherlands with Herenveen and Vitesse. If Wolves do want to buy him, it's said that Madrid will want up to £20 million in order to sell him. Well, that is it for today. We'll be back later in the week as we look ahead to the final match before the international break against Granada coming up the weekend. And we will review what happened in Champions League this week. Until then, from me, Tim Cable, bye-bye for now. 